Hi everyone, Wendy Dickinson, licensed psychologist coming to you live from Grow Counseling right now. We are a counseling practice in Metro Atlanta and have offices throughout the city. And we have developed this podcast for this time of uncertainty that we are facing in our country right now with the coronavirus and quarantine and a worldwide pandemic and the stock market and all the things. So we're, we're trying to equip you guys with some resources to make the most of, of this time and to really be able to get through it and be okay and well at the end of it. Right now, I have Portia Jones on with me. Portia, are you there? I'm here. <laughs> Great. You're, you're broadcasting live from your closet in Midtown, I hear. Yes. <laughs> Very quiet in here. <laughs> All the podcasts being recorded from closets this week. Um, Portia is one of our, our fantastic therapists in our Buckhead office and has agreed to join us to talk some about couples in quarantine. Um, Portia, why don't you just take a minute and tell everybody a little bit about your caseload, what kinds of clients you work with? Sure, sure. First of all, Wendy, yes, thank you for having me. Thank you for allowing me some space to um, just impart some knowledge um, to people out there who are listening to help during a time like this. Um, but yeah, um, I see individuals and couples that grow counseling, um, but I do specialize in seeing couples. Um, couples who present uh, with a variety of issues, I mean, from major conflict um, to infidelity, um, to, uh, you know, sometimes even uncoupling. Um, so it can be used in many different ways, the therapy setting. So yeah, I've been seeing couples now for probably about 10 years. So I've heard and seen a lot. I have helped, um, helped many couples in, in times when they've really needed it the most. Fantastic. Well, you are the right person for our conversation today. Um, I said earlier, you know, these are unprecedented times. And so I think when we think about the strategies that we would normally turn to to manage stress or the ways that we would deal with things, a lot of those are either unavailable or unhelpful. So we're having to kind of regroup and figure out how to how to manage the stress and uncertainty. One of the things that we're we're facing is a sense of isolation. And I've been talking to people about the difference between physical dis distancing or disconnection and social distancing or disconnection. And you know, I think this idea that we're socially disconnecting is actually pretty damaging because Portia and I know that mm -hmm. relational connection is the thing that really insulates us from experiencing trauma when we're under stress or crisis. So I want to talk for a minute just about the dangers of isolation. It's important to physically distance, but in terms of relationally distancing, what do you see as the dangers that can happen if we start to disconnect relationally and socially from people around us? Yeah, I mean, I, you bring up such a good point. I mean, you're right. I mean, as couples, especially what we would call your primary attachment figure, um, which would be your spouse or your partner. Absolutely, they are essential to, um, to helping you regulate. Um, literally, they, your partner can help you um, regulate your central nervous system. And so, you know, one of the dangers with isolation in couples is that um, is, is too much time in isolation, especially when your relationship may have been um, 
fractured or may have been in a really difficult place um, before this isolation occurred. So potentially this type of isolation could cause further escalations um, if couples aren't managing this isolation um, properly and could lead to further distancing, which can lead to negative impacts on your mental health. It can lead to increased anxiety or depression or just an overall sense of, of loss or abandonment or, or rejection and betrayal. So um, there is a pretty significant um, danger in isolation if not managed properly for couples. I, I think that's a really great point is that not every home environment is gonna feel like a safe landing spot. And so some people are finding themselves trapped in an environment where there's there's conflict or there's stress or there's been previous breaches in trust. And so they're not only navigating the sense of being disconnected from other people, but there may be a sense of disconnection or um, discord at home as well. Absolutely. So what are you uh, what are you recommending to people during this time? Well, I have come up with what I like to call um, five different bonding strategies um, during this time, during isolation for couples um, that can help insulate um, because that bonding piece is going to be so essential, so imperative to insulate um, from experienced trauma. Um, That's fantastic. I love practical things. I think people are really looking for that right now. So bonding strategy number one, give it to us. Sure. I like to talk about, I would like to talk about using the time to rekindle and reconnect with each other um, now that you do have more time. Um, So I've got some ideas I'll go over pretty quickly with you um, for my couples out there. So one of the things would be reframing the moment. Um, So for example, think about this as a time to take a break or slow down You know, many couples, Wendy, that I work with have hectic work schedules, um, and they only get to spend maybe a couple of hours a day with each other. Um, Reframing, for instance, as just creating a space to get to know each other again for some of those couples who've been so distanced or in conflict or experienced those breaches of trust, and they they don't know each other in those moments. Um, For example, create a romantic story about what's happening, you know. (laughs) Example, you know, we're on an extended vacation at a bed and breakfast, even reposition some of the furniture, take turns serving each other breakfast in bed. So some really good examples of just kind of reframing your moment. I love the creativity there. You know, I think a a lot of this comes down to how creative can you be about seizing these moments and the opportunities that we do have. Absolutely. But it can be some simple things, too. Um, For instance, just verbalizing, expressing, you know, affection towards your partner, whether it is verbal or nonverbal, regardless of the state of the relationship, even letting your partner know that you care about them. And we're going to help each other get through this at this difficult time. Even a rub on the shoulder, it can really go a long way to make your partner feel cared about. That's great. I know one of the things we had talked about was just laughing together and having some humor in, in in these moments. Tell me about your thoughts on that. Oh my goodness. Laughter, right? Uh, food for the soul. <laughs> um, and so I, I do like to, you know, keep the fun alive. Um, I do love 
when couples laugh together. Um, in order to, to laugh together, I think it could be some of the simple things that you can look at your other, your partner and just kind of have this unspoken, you know, uh, way about each other that creates some laughter. It can be as simple as that, but even talking and bonding over deep conversations that lead to laughter. I like to tell my couples right now, you guys talk, 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 you know, because in the age of technology, I feel like, you know, many couples tend to lean toward texting each other, emailing or syncing themselves with their Google calendars or find my friends app, <laughs> kind of quote unquote, stay connected. But in actuality, these ideas only really create more disconnection. So go down memory lane, bring up a, a funny story, laugh. That's fantastic. So bonding strategy one, rekindle and reconnect. Bonding strategy number two, Yes, binding strategy number two would be to establish a routine. You know, during times of crisis, routine promotes calm by building on familiar, familiarity and predictability. That's fantastic. So what are some examples? I know, you know, this, this idea of routines is not a one-size-fits-all approach. Like what works for me may not be the thing that works great for you. But what are some kind of broad categories that you would suggest in terms of routines with couples? Yeah. Um, well, I love, I love starting with simple um, because many couples that really haven't had to this amount of time together, it can be really shocking. Um, and so something simple like establish a time to eat dinner together. Um, another example, build a list of TV shows or movies you want to watch together and set, set some time for that, a specific time aside for that. Make that a routine. Um, establish a morning routine, establish a bedtime routine, an exercise routine, something that um, you two can do together. Um, just set specific times for that, whether it's go for a walk or connect virtually with loved ones together. That's fantastic. I love kind of having at least a general outline for the day so you sort of know what to expect. And, and like you said, it gives you a sense of control in the midst of a lot of things that feel really unpredictable. So, yes. okay, bonding strategy one, number one, rekindle and reconnect. Number two, establish a routine. Number three. Practice couple self-care. Alrighty, um, tell us about that. Yes, I love thinking about couples as, as a two-person psychological system. As I spoke earlier, as I spoke earlier about how couples can regulate each other's nervous system, um, that's, that's really true. And for instance, um, let's think about, are you there? Did I yeah, I lost okay. my mic. Okay. So let's pause for a second. Let me, let me plug yeah. this back up. Wendy, could you hear me even though my mic fell out and my, did my computer take over? No, no, let's, uh, let's start back at that one. But I think it's a really, it's an easy place to start back because I had just recapped. I had said bonding strategy number three and I had paused. So you can just pick up right at like practice couple self-care and go from there. Okay. All right. Let's see. So I'll, I'll just pretend like I, whenever you're ready, just pretend like I said, so bonding strategy number two is establish a routine and bonding strategy number three is. Okay. So can you hear me okay now? 
Uh-huh. Okay. All right. I'm ready. Go for it whenever you're ready. Oh. Binding strategy number three would be practice couple self-care. Yes, think of yourselves, a couple, as a two-person psychological system. Each of you can help regulate each other's nervous system. So with that said, with that said, um, I think it's really important as, as couple self-care um, that you understand, even though you're a couple, you each still have individual needs um, that can be satisfied through healthy autonomy. Um, so time connecting with friends and family by phone or video or cultivating your own individual hobbies, continuing to do that, uh, whether it's painting or crafts or spending time reading or studying would be great examples of individual time that you can spend away from your partner. That's great. I know that, you know, based on personality too, it, each individual within the couple is going to have different needs. So somebody who's wired to be more extroverted may need more time connecting with people and someone who's more introverted in order to be refreshed and filled up may need time alone. So I think this is a great opportunity to really talk to your partner and get to know them even better in terms of saying, hey, how was the day? What did you need more of? Maybe what did you need less of? And thinking about how you can strategize the next day so that each person is really getting a good balance of what they need to feel grounded and, and filled up. And, and I think the other thing that I've heard you talk about is thinking about, you know, that you're not going to get every single thing you need from your partner. So, so looking at creative ways that you can, if you need more contact, you can, you can connect with people over social media or friends and family, or if you need less contact, like you said, doing a quiet art project, going for a walk, getting on an exercise piece of equipment with some headphones in. So you get that alone time, which is really important. That's so good. I'm so glad that you mentioned those things. Um, of course, it's important to, to balance that. And I think what you were talking about is having the conversation uh, with your partner that is absolutely a part of couple self-care regarding how much closeness and distance do you need in setting some expectations. But absolutely being aware to balance that, you do want to avoid spending all of your time together or hardly none at all. That's great. So bonding strategy, number one, rekindle, reconnect. Number two, establish a routine. Number three, practice couple self-care. Number four is? Be aware of your challenges. Tell us about that. Yes. So your current issues can become magnified in times of crisis. Be aware of that. That's important. I think um, I, I've, I've talked with some of my couples um, who are aware of their challenges right now. It's I've said, hey, give yourself permission to compartmentalize and put some of those issues to the side for now. And I think that's been really helpful for couples to know that they can do that. Um, in addition, you know, I would say ration your conversation um, about coronavirus. Um, I think each, each partner in the system may have different thoughts and emotions during this time. And so I think it's really important to understand what each partner needs during this time. And so you'll know how to balance um, how much exposure or what are the limitations that you do want to have regarding the coronavirus. Um, and I think that's fantastic because I know that people deal with stress in different ways and some people move towards it and really want to engage it and find ways to understand it, gather information and control whatever the stressor is. And other people move away from it 
and want to distance from it a little bit, might feel a little bit like sticking your head in the sand. Um, but really, that's the way that they're managing their stress. So if you have a couple that responds to stress in two different ways, you have to be really mindful about each person getting what they need, but not overwhelming the other person. Absolutely. Absolutely. And be comforting and supportive of your partner in expressing his or her feelings. You're right. They, they may be different than yours, but regardless, yes, be aware of that. Any other challenges that you've seen with couples? Parenting in isolation. (laughs) (laughs) A big challenge, right? That is probably one of the number one challenges that can be somewhat um, polarizing. Absolutely with couples. Um, But I have a couple of thoughts around that as well. Great. So I think um, when in isolation with your children, just knowing your differences in your parenting roles to begin with. I mean, in many times there's one, one parent that's out of the home uh, working and there may be one parent that's more hands-on parenting. And so uh, they're really getting acquainted to what their parenting styles are and what their, their parenting roles has been or has not been. And so really a whole new world, right? (laughs) World. So, you know, talking about different strategies and responsibilities about the, these new expectations around, around parenting as a united team, as a united team. So that's really important. That's fantastic. Um, you know, it's almost like having a, an in-between normal, you know, like this isn't our old normal and it's not going to, we're going to go back to normal at some point, but right now we've got to establish a quarantine normal. (laughs) So it's figuring out how are we going to parent in a system where it feels like it's a day-to-day kind of uh, new normal. So yeah, I think the conversations around that would become critically important. Absolutely. Get clear on that. So, and your strategy number five is remember small things count. Tell us about that. Yes, don't take your partner for granted. You know, while there is safety and security with with companionship, the, the little things that you tell your partner mean a lot. Um, for for instance, leave love notes for each other scattered around the house. Right? That's fantastic. I love that. Um, I love, uh, you know, talking to with my couples about board games, you know, playing cards together. Um, of course, verbally expressing your gratitude with simple things like saying thank you. So those are some ideas. And last but not least, little surprises. I love surprises. I think it can be something really small, you know, order something potentially online, have it, you know, shipped to your partner as a gift, um, impromptu, uh, impromptly do your partner's chores, uh, for example, pick some flowers from the yard, you know, spring is, is, is coming, it's here. Um, you know, plan a picnic on the living room floor to surprise your partner. So wonderful, wonderful ideas. Those are great ideas. So just to recap, the five ways to bond in isolation, we have rekindle and reconnect, establish a routine, practice couple self-care, be aware of the challenges, but then remember that the small things count. Anything you would add to that, Porsche? I think that's it. Uh, yeah, I think that's a wrap. <laughs> I think these are super helpful. You know, I uh, obviously we're navigating these kind of unprecedented times, but I think that there's so much opportunity if we look for it and we're creative about problem solving. It certainly doesn't mean that 
um, the fear or the anxiety goes away, but maybe we can balance it out by really taking advantage of some of this time to slow down and reconnect and do some of those things with our partners that we, we express on a regular basis that we wish we could do, but we don't have the time, quote unquote. So now we have the time. Yeah. Um, I think it's a great opportunity for people to take advantage of that. Absolutely. I would say really don't waste this crisis. I mean, couples can, you know, really take advantage. This, this can really be a great opportunity for your relationship. I love that. Don't waste this crisis. Portia, thank you for joining us today. We really appreciate it. You guys, you can check out resources on our website, www.growcounseling.com slash resources, or there's a link from the main page. Uh, the other podcast, we have a, a self-care book free for download and some videos on stress management, some other handouts for you to help equip you navigating this time. So thank you for tuning in. We will see you soon.